The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. I'm joined by Ram Emanuel. He's the U.S. ambassador to Japan. We last spoke at the G7 in Hiroshima. You were also... It was so memorable. It was so, It was memorable. You got a lot done on that trip um, when it comes to countering China. And that's where I want to start because this was a uh, warming of ties. The relationship almost couldn't get any worse than where it was. But you've been quite critical of China. In one of your tweets, you talked about the rumors of the disappearance of top officials. And you said, who's going to win this unemployment race? China's youth? or she's cabinet. Mm -hmm. Given that criticism mm -hmm. and the White House was trying to pave a way for this visit, did they tell you to tone down some of your social media posts? Do I posts? look like I'm toned down? Uh, I mean, tell I've been me. very clear about Fukushima, that uh, China continues to fish in Japan's water even though they're banning that fish in clear violation of uh, trade agreements. I mean, to me, the big point here, and I think that the most important point is nobody's under any illusion. I thought it was very interesting in the meeting is after the meeting, President Xi decided to have a meet, uh, dinner with a bunch of American CEOs who gave him a standing ovation. I was with President Biden last night where he had a, uh, a reception, and there were world leaders from the entire region. A number of country heads of states. Prime Minister Kishida was there, as was uh, uh, President Marcos of the Philippines was there. And I think that tell is a telling sign the split screen. President Xi is desperate for American investment because he has made a series of economic decisions uh, and political decisions arresting people where capital is fleeing. The, core, the uh, coin of the realm for the United States, we have allies, we have friends, and they want to be aligned with us. The fact that there were foreign leaders with the president here at the APEC conference and American business CEOs who literally have their uh, R&D, their intellectual property, stolen from them, has decided to give President Xi a standing ovation. And I think that is a telling sign, that split screen, because I tell you who's got strength and who's got vulnerabilities. Well, this is another criticism you pointed to China on your social media posts. You're very prolific on Twitter. You said I lying, can only type so many words. You said, it's, <laughs> you said lying and cheating is the modus operandi mm -hmm. when it comes to doing business in China. Mm -hmm. Was it wrong for these executives to show up last night and some of them paying as Mark, uh, Mike Gallagher of uh, the Republican chair of the China well, well, Company says $40,000 to sit yeah. at Xi Jinping's let table? Let me just say, uh, well, that may be a telling sign of how desperate China is for investments. Let me say this uh, on that point. One, I cannot tell you as a chief of staff how many times a CEO came in to my office and said, I have to give away all my research and development. There's intellectual property theft. There's, cat, you know, there's basically IP theft going on, and there's spying going on. And then you say, okay, let's file a WTO World Trade Organization complaint. They say, oh, I don't want to do that. So to me, we as taxpayers fund that research and development. We have a say in that research and development. The fact that you're giving away America's uh, future and you just have to give it away. That's not in our interest. It wasn't wrong for them to show up, but you should have no rose-colored glasses. Number two, over the last 30 years, definitely in the last 20 years, too much of America's national, uh, security or relationship with China was dominated by commercial interests and not by our national security. It has to be brought into balance. And number well, three- Has the West learned its lesson well, from Russia? That, well, I think under President Biden, absolutely. Clear-eyed about it. And number three, let me take one other point. 
It's ambassador to, uh, for the United States and Japan. There are three major companies in the world that produce machines that are essential for semiconductors. Canon, Tokyo Electron, ASML in, in uh, Holland. Three months ago, it was identified that there was a spy stealing trade secrets and economic secrets, patent secrets, from ASML. Not Canon, not Tokyo Electron, not another country except for China. Now, we can't allow an economic system based on trust and a rule of law to operate where one country is stealing intellectual property constantly. That is happening across the United... Across so should this the, administration be doing more? No, no, they are doing more. You, wouldn't be, you and I aren't having this in the past. All those problems, this is a mistake, bipartisan mistake. Those problems got swept under the rug. You're going to have the dialogue the president established yesterday. We're going to be honest with each other. We're going to tell each other where there are lines. In the past, those type of things by CEOs in America got swept under the rug because of the lure of a size of the market of China. That will not happen anymore. The enforcement of the rules of law will happen, and it's going to be clear. There will be commercial trade, but it will not be one where you get to steal and we all get to, or, or get to subsidize and destroy a market of the United States or a market of Japan or a market of the EU, and we actually turn the other cheek. You're going to, if you're going to be part of the international system, you're going to abide by the international system. And the president has been clear, which is why, again, I go back to this, we have allies and friends, because everybody knows between rules or raw exercise of power, rules have a seductive lure because that is fear and people do not want to live in a system where intellectual property theft subsidizing of industries get to destroy other countries economic independence and sovereignty what do you make of the president though ending his press conference on the way out gets this shouted question he says xi jinping <laughs> is a dictator yeah well he's, he's stuck by what his view is i think the evidence is pretty clear uh, based on what's going on in China. And I think that the, that doesn't mean you don't have a conversation, as he did. And I do think one other thing that I think is really, really important. When you look at Russia's war in, U in and on Ukraine, you look at uh, Hamas's terrorism and the conflict in the Middle East, yesterday was a day for diplomacy and dialogue. Now, in all the conflicts around, it's better to have conversations. And why? Because you and I don't know, nobody knows, where does deterrence end? and provocation begin. So it's better to have a meeting of the minds, better to have a dialogue, better to have an established lines of communication. You'll have differences. Doesn't mean you were not gonna have differences, mm -hmm. but you know who to talk to each other, you know whether you can trust the other person's word. That has always been the case. So in the context of right now, better that that happened, better that we have a way of knowing who's on the other line, and better that they know each other and have some history so they can, when conflicts do emerge, they don't go forward. I don't think they don't spiral out of control. Right. right. President Biden, though, is obviously going to be focused the next year, really putting foreign policy to the backseat because he has to focus on a re-election campaign. And I want to read to you a little bit of what Jonathan Martin, Politico's senior pol political, uh, political correspondent, said. He said, the best service you can do, Mr. Rahm Emanuel, is come back to the United States and chair Biden's re-election campaign. He actually said that George H.W. Bush waited too long to bring James Baker back to do this. Is that in your future? Do you no. plan on potentially leaving Tokyo and coming help Biden get reelected? I was honored by President Biden to serve as U.S. ambassador. I want to see my mission through. I'm very happy. Thanks for Jonathan Martin to make me, to literally have to answer this question. That said, I'm doing, I enjoy this job. I've enjoyed all the jobs. I serve at the behest of the President of the United States, but I am very much uh, committed 
intellectually, politically, emotionally. I really enjoy what the work that we're doing, and we're making history, as you saw in Camp David when the Japan and ROK got together, as you saw as Japan's now going to go from the ninth largest defense budget to the third largest. They're getting capabilities like uh, tomahawks and counter-strike capabilities. So to me, this is very important work, and I serve at the behest of the president, and I'm going to continue so, to serve So you're that. staying put, and no one has told you to tone down your tweets. I, if you take a look at it, every time I continue, nobody's told me to tone down. It wouldn't be successful to tell me to tone down. And the continuation, like I'll deal, we're dealing real live now. Classic example of what I think is a, a real problem. China has banned all the fish from Japan, which they have a lot of fish uh, that comes from Japan that goes to China. Yet, having banned it, China continues to fish in Japan's EEZ and use that same fish. So that hypocrisy does not have a place in the international economic system. You could either be responsible or you can use raw power, but we're going to enforce the rule of law. Rahm Emanuel, thank you so much for your time. U.S. Ambassador to Japan, Rahm Emanuel, also former mayor of Chicago and chief of staff to President Obama. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CarterEconomicForum.com.